This is a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Will you look into the mirror? What will I see? The mirror shows many things. A dream about this place. It's all recorded. They dared to study him, to probe him, to tempt him with the lure of a woman's beauty. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. The theater screen gives pleasure and enlightenment to millions every day. This will make them scream. What we see and what we seem are but a dream. I hope that I never see that face ever outside of a dream. A dream within a dream. It is an illusion. An illusion. An illusion. Hello, you are listening to Triple R and welcome to a very special episode of Plato's Cave, a film criticism show and podcast. I am Stuart Richards, and we have a rotating full house in the cave tonight. The cave cave has never been fuller. Stuart. Yes. Stuart. I've got to use your professional name. (laughs) What the hell was that? I'm curious. You are curious. What that that was. I've never come in after that. Wow, I know. It's the first time for everything. That was a new (gasps) intro. That uh, was me butchering Bernard. uh, Who who doesn't a normal intro? Is it Bernard 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 Herman? Herman Herman was me butchering Bernard Herman. Lisa Kovacevic working her magic in the studio. Remixing up our intro. So tonight is the special radio edition of Plato's Cave. Since our inception as an educational broadcaster in 1976 with RMIT University, Triple R has become Australia's most iconic and influential community radio station. With 15,000 subscribers and more than 440,000 listeners per week, Triple R is a not-for-profit Melbourne community radio station and Radiothon is our annual subscription drive that funds over half our operations for the next 12 months. Radiothon is Triple R's subscription drive where listeners purchase an annual subscription to fund the station's operations. So please support Triple R and stay curious this Radiothon and you could go into the running for a stack of great prizes. So tonight we have more cinephiles that you can poke a stick at. With me now are the unique Lisa Kovacevic. Oh, thank you. The unpredictable Emma Westwood. <laughs> thank inc- you. <laughs> What's the- she going to do next? <laughs> <laughs> the unique... Uh, sorry, the inquisitive Cerise Howard. I was hoping for inscrutable, but that'll be <laughs> taken. The genuine Sally Christie. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the genuine. <laughs> she never lies. <laughs> and our first special guest for the show tonight, the independent Felicity Ford. Oh, thank you. Hello. So they're all adjectives we could use to describe triple R. Oh, very good. You did your work. See what I did there? Yeah. 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 It all ties in. It's all part of your... 
clever plan. Thank you. So I thought we would begin in our first segment tonight how each of us uh, came to Triple R and how each of us are connected to the show and why Triple R is important to us. Who wants to kick us off? Lisa. Oh, me? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, so it's not our normal show tonight. We're not going to be reviewing films as such. Um, yeah, how did I come to connect with I was, um, I was working in film and television, actually, and um, I did start listening to this little show and thought, oh, that's, um, that's a good, interesting, alternative bit of media that I can um, get into. And I started listening to Plato's Cave. This was probably, I don't know, eight years ago or something. Um, then I was working in TV. I got very disillusioned with film, working in film and television, and I thought, I don't want to work in the commercial media landscape anymore. Uh, I want to work in the community sector. So I started volunteering at Triple R, which is, I think, an entry point for... A lot of broadcasters here, they, we all start out as volunteers. I was working in production. Uh, you We're s- still volunteers, We're Lisa. Still <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> right. You've come so far. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. uh, yeah, so I started volunteering once a week. I, actually, I just had a baby and I was sort of, uh, you know, one. She, my child was one, nearly two, and I was sort of working from home on te- television stuff um, and sort of pulling my hair out because I needed adult connection with like-minded people. Um, so I started volunteering here once a week and I would work in production with Archie and Dan producing our sponsorship announcements, um, which is where I got those mad editing skills, M to, um, yeah, to make our little intro tonight. Um, yeah, and then I uh, started working in the office and then uh, I don't know how it happened, but um, some some random reason Thomas asked me to come on this show at one point and um, I haven't left. And the rest <laughs> is history. Yeah. Cerise, <laughs> what does Triple R and Plato's Cave mean to you? Oh, look, it's something to do with a Monday evening, isn't it? It's <laughs> nice. It's, it's gets you out of the house. Gets me out. Some scintillating company, some uh, witty repartee, and some other repartee that falls a bit short of that. But <laughs> it's always a good time. We try. We talk about film, which I'm quite fond of doing. Uh, I'm quite heavily invested in cinema as an art form. It isn't dead, folks, contrary to uh, some tired old... Uh, prophets of doom who have no place at this table in um, studio. Which studio are we in here? One, two, three. We don't know. It doesn't matter. One. Oh, let's go one. But I love this station. I've been uh, involved here for some time. I reviewed films on Smart Arts long before I joined the cave. And as a, a musician as well, I've always loved the fact that this station is so supportive of young, up-and-coming, and, and um, sometimes bands that oughtn't come up at all. But <laughs> nonetheless, those musicians should persevere, and with time and a due course, they will join bands worthy of their um, of their passion, um, which will at one point come and intersect with actual ability eventually. <laughs> 10,000 hours worth if you go by the Malcolm Gladwell formula. And I don't. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot. It is a lot. (laughs) So, Flick, uh, so what does Triple R mean to you? Well, I've had the pleasure to have just... uh, I'm a relative newbie to Triple R. I've just started doing little guest spots. But I actually started in radio... Initially, I was doing journalism back when I was like 17, 18, and I was on radio very briefly. Uh, I had the graveyard shift. Uh, I didn't perform very well, and I got told I sounded a bit too sarcastic on air. <laughs> was, was that so, on this station? No, oh, no, okay. back in Perth. We would never say <laughs> no, that. Really no, sarcastic yeah. saying that. You're perfect for players, <laughs> But um, actually, I, I ended up switching into film. I have been studying film for the longest time. Uh, I'm now oh, still doing my PhD. Uh, I usually teach film, so this has just been a great way to 
I don't know, connect with a different kind of audience and, yeah, same, similar to Cerise, like, obsessed with cinema, so any excuse to just talk about it is great. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been lovely. And so many lols. It's been great. So many lols. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, so fun. Like, I usually spend, like, my day just, like, immersed in theory and just, like, just, you know, complete despair and staring at my very blank screen. <laughs> and so it's been nice just coming in here and, yeah, chatting about film. Emma. Oh me! Um, I'm back in the back in the day, a long time ago. I was, um, oh god, I think I was probably around five years old, and I got a uh, a cassette deck deck single cassette player. <laughs> wasn't quite ghetto blaster, you know, hold on my shoulder, um, and a little red box. I remember which was full of blank SA TDK tapes, and I became obsessed with. Um, Taping things off radio. Please, police don't come and charge me. I think it's, that's illegal. But, um, and Triple R was a sort of go to. I would sit there. You can imagine this was crap. I'd have half songs and everything. But it was very exciting as a five year old sort of learning music. And I, I, I think that my entry point was probably through my very cool cat. Curious cat uncle um, who was right um, on the money with music, so um, it just happened. I don't actually know what the introduction was, um, but I kind of uh, had this this uh, f- fact or not in my head. Where at the time when I was um, there was this song, I actually said to Beck Hornsby the other day, our program manager, about uh, the first song ever played on Triple R, and she said they couldn't find out what it was. For the 40th anniversary, there was a lot of discussion about this. Um, and I said, I thought it was this song by a band called Kikriol and the Coconuts called Dario. Um, and I don't think it was the actual first song, if it was in, indeed a song that was a first. <laughs> uh, it was uh, probably coincides with the time when Triple R became Triple R rather than 3RMT and moved to the uh, the Victoria Street premises in um, Fitzroy, which is uh, where we've moved from now. But uh, and and this, I, I actually want people to hark back. Anyone who's old enough and maybe prove me wrong. But this song, for some reason, I had it as a fact in my head that this was the first song that was going to play. Sally. Oh, Sally! I thought she was coming after. Yeah, no. yeah. But before we throw to the song, Sally. Before we throw to the song. Sorry <laughs> yeah. about that, Sally. We have another host. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be very quick. Um, my first introduction to Triple R would have been, I think, when I was about sixteen, and I became involved with the Melbourne music scene, and it was the only station that kind of reflected my music taste and local bands that I was into that weren't getting airplay anywhere else. So that was, it was through music rather than film that was my big kind of introduction. You're listening to a podcast from Community Radio 3 RRR in Melbourne, Australia. Just before that break, I rudely cut uh, Stewie off from from um, letting us know how he first came to connect with Triple R. Well, I was on uh, a morning segment that they did a few years ago called So You Think You Can Be a Doctor, where they got uh, PhD students to come into the station and talk about their PhD projects. And I did, and I told everyone, and my mum was listening in the car, and my dad's a maths teacher, so he stopped his entire class to turn the radio on and had to listen. 
And then I proceeded to talk in depth about the sex scene in Brokeback Mountain. Uh, and that was my first time <laughs> on radio. And Dad was very proud, as, <laughs> as was his maths class. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's our Radiothon edition, and we're asking you to please subscribe um, and help keep the station going. Uh, Stu, what are um, one of the other um, benefits for subscribing to Triple R, aside from just feeling wonderful about yourself? Well, one of the many benefits of subscribing to Triple R, especially if you're a cinephile like us, is the opportunity to attend a subscriber screening of notable films throughout the year. As a subscriber, you're also eligible to win prizes to these screenings, as well as CDs, books, gigs, and many, many more. This year, we have had screenings of Phantom Thread, Lady Bird, The Square, Isle of Dogs, Grumel, Breath, Brothers Nest, The Breaker Operas, and more recently, Spike Lee's Black Clans which came out just last Thursday. So I thought a really good question for us to cover now uh, while we're waiting for people to call uh, would be to us to name some of the highlights of the subscriber screenings that we've been to or what did we love? I think it's worth noting that the subscriber screenings happen as well before the film has yeah, general release. Yeah, which is release. really important. So you do get to see them before Exclusively. they're released. Yeah. Mm. Um, I love going to the subscriber screenings because they're always packed and I, there's something to be said that is excellent about watching a film with a room full of people and engaging their reactions. Um, one of my favourite subscriber screenings, I think I went with you, Lisa, and I think as well with you, Carl, we went to see The Square. Oh, my God, that's what I wanted to just talk yes. about. <laughs> but that, that was, was my favourite. It was such a, you know, there were so many, people, a couple of people, walked out. Um, some people really loved it. But I, I love that about a packed cinema and every single subscriber screening is packed. Um, yeah, and you get to see it exclusively. But The Square was probably, I think, one of my favourite cinematic experiences. That was um, subscriber ones. Uh, Ruben Ostlin's yes. um, uh, uh, most recent film, I, I suppose, which was um, about this art curator who hires a PR team to build some hype for his new Swedish museum. It's very funny and very absurd. Um, um, yeah. Also very uncomfortable so too. So uncomfortable. I love that kind of humour, which is why I like being in the cave. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Awkward humour is what we do best. And that's when the community rallies. Yes. And that's why you wish to be amongst your community at such a screening as that, when you could otherwise be finding yourself feeling very orcs. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even totes. Emma, do you have a suggestion? I love suggestion? them all. You love all your I children? I love them all. Oh, they're not your children, Next. Emma. <laughs> <laughs> Flip. Um, I, uh, probably the square as well because uh, it's just amazing. But my number one would be the Phantom Thread because I just yeah. love that film. Also, just the thought, I was going to say before, that just that idea of seeing something before anyone else has, it's mm. so great because I feel like you get a real sense of what you think about it. You don't have to listen. You haven't, like, heard any reviews or there's been, like, so none, uh, you know, no chatter beforehand. And you just go in there completely blank slate. I like to like know nothing about it at all. Just like mm. walk straight in. So yeah. Cerise. Well, I agree. That is a privileged viewing position. In fact, mm. uh, your your views are unsullied by the word of the people. <laughs> and frankly, the people oftentimes, as social media teaches us time and time again, are morons. <laughs> which is why uh, Plato's Cave. Um, I like to say. Think, uh, I was wondering helps, how you were going to bring us into ele- this. Elevate public discourse um, around the thorny subject of cinema and people who attempt it and, uh, and attempt to criticise it constructively. 
constructively. We're constructive. That's Always yes. constructive. Three. Triple. And I have been uh, digging around the Triple R archives the last couple of days, trying to get a bit of history on this here show, Plato's Cave. Uh, and I found uh, this little piece of audio. It's such a lame intro. But anyway, let's give this a go. I don't know if it'll work. You know my tech skills, people. Pretty bad. Keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. Keep talking. Hubbub, hubbub, hubbub. <laughs> hubbub, 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 hubbub. Oh, We're on tenterhooks. <laughs> We're on tenterhooks. <laughs> oh, maybe this will work. Let's try this. Hang on. All right. Just bear with me. Is that working? Is mm-hmm. there something coming through? <gasps> it's a news report. The year was 2011. The world's population reached 1,400. And of bears and 7 billion humans. Well done, humans. In science, humans made the ridiculously obvious observation that freeway air is bad for mouse brains, and mice everywhere stopped commuting. Humans realised they'd forgotten about the 13th zodiac sign and the shift caused an online uproar when Virgos confused Librans for Cancerians and no love connections were made. The Queensland region of Bunga Bunga had its name tarnished when impotent Italian President Silvio Berlusconi co-opted the name for his sex parties. Grazie, Berlusconi. The leader of the free world was halfway through his scandal-free presidency. This is your victory. Sandwiched between Bush. I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. And Trump. Fake news. The Obama years were a strange period in American history where the leader of the free world spoke in complete sentences. You are fake news. Hmm. Halcyon days indeed. The King's speech won best picture. Forget everything else and just say it to me. And Adam Sandler's film Jack and Jill did not. Nice to meet you! Please stop dressing in drag, Adam. It's not funny. Netflix and Stan and Hulu. <laughs> what is that? A dance craze? Hadn't yet declared cinema to be dead. Yes, 2011 was a much simpler time, and here in Melbourne, Australia, an unknown podcast poked its head out from the cave. It was a show about films and movies and pictures and. films? The show was called Plato's Cave. Don't ask us what that means. What do you take us for? Academics? (laughs) We've reached back into the Triple R archives to discover the man who coined the show's name and found this little-known host. Welcome to Plato's Cave. This is a brand-new podcast by... Three Triple R. This is a film criticism podcast that we're going to be doing once a week. I am one of three hosts. My name is Thomas Cordwell. Now, on today's, uh, on this podcast, we're going to be talking about the films Barney's Version, Beautiful, and Red Riding Hood. And then we're going to be looking at the life and times and career and legacy of Elizabeth Taylor. Yes, and we have him in the studio now. We found him. I've barely improved, have I? I love that my very first introduction, I'm stumbling over words. I pronounced Elizabeth Taylor's name correctly, so I think that's amazing. That's true. Yes, uh, Thomas Caldwell is in the house, uh, the original host of Plato's Cave, who has been busy off doing miffy things and other things. How have you been, Thomas? Yeah, I'm wrecked. I'm exhausted. (laughs) I'm brain dead. It's a testament to how much I adore this station and this show that I've pulled myself out of my slumber to be here today. And you put your pants on. And I put pants on. <laughs> yeah. That's the big thing. Thank you. Let's just... 
That's not needed for radio, though. <laughs> no, right. but we need to say that because people are going to get disturbed otherwise. Just for context, yeah, yes. I, I work for MIF, so yes. that, that ended, I don't know. <laughs> Five minutes ago. Five minutes ago, <laughs> and then I just, my whole body just collapsed. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, so, yeah, tell us a bit about how you first sort of came to connect with the station, Thomas, because were you doing stuff before Play-Dohs? Were you, like, mm. guest presenting, or what were you doing? Yeah, I was. Look, I fell in love with this stuff. I can't even remember how long ago it was, but I, I had a job in Mentone when I was living in Carlton, so I used to have this killer commute, and I was listening to the afternoon programs and the breakfasters that just just opened this whole new world of broadcasting to me, which was people with intelligent things to say, adverts that didn't turn my brain to mush, and just incredible music. I mean, over half my CD collection I can attribute to Phoebe Squared, who was the breakfasters presenter when I first started listening. Yeah. So it was just this, this new thing. And I moved overseas for a couple of years. And when I came back, I just had this one goal, and that was I had to get myself on Triple R. It, it just meant so much to me. So I, I did the, the broadcasting course. And I think I spent a year doing graveyard shifts, which was just glorious. And mm. what an incredible training ground for people who want to break out into broadcasting to get that experience and to be given that freedom. And this station just offers amazing freedom to people who, who want to become broadcasters. And then, yeah, fields. Lots of fields on things like Film Buffs Forecast, a few of the, the daytime morning shows that were on at the time, uh, Smart Arts, things like that. And I don't know, just started to get my, my chops or something at Pass for Chops up. And it was, um, you yeah, know, something passable. Uh, sucking up the program managers. Um, and look, I'll still owe, you know, Mick James, who was the program manager many a year ago, was was somebody who, who terrified me, but was also an incredibly nurturing spirit. And, and, and the, the th- I remember somebody saying to me, the thing with Mick is he adores this station and he'll protect it with every fibre of his body and soul. And once you realise that, you realise why he had such quality control and and sort of a rigorous approach to making sure that the people involved in this station were, were going were gonna to do it proud and do the right thing. And eternally grateful for him giving me so many of my early breaks and encouraging Plato's Cave, the podcast. This was back in the day where a podcast seemed like this weird oh, no, kind of fringe, yes. fringe <laughs> thing. But we said, oh, that's the second best choice to having our own show. Let's do it. And it was with a very old friend of mine, uh, Josh Nelson. We'd been speaking for years about doing something, but neither of us were too thrilled about doing a podcast with two white guys talking about film. <laughs> we figured the world didn't need that. And then we met uh, Tara Judah, the, the extraordinary powerhouse that she is. Um, and, and she was just that missing ingredient. And the three of us clicked and, yeah, the podcast began. And next thing I know, we, we were doing summer fields and we got our own show and then we attracted Cerise Howard to the dark side. <laughs> and I think it was, it was when we got that on air... That wasn't hard. Uh, it, it, was when, it was when Cerise... And Cerise coming on board, I think, was... That's when we had the kind of the four of us and that was kind of the core group. And I think that's when the show really began to soar. Mm. And, um, and here we are since. I mean, our, our idea was we didn't like kind of trashy product review type criticism, but we neither of us wanted to go the too hardcore academic sort of quoting theorist stuff either. We wanted to find some kind of... Balance. Balance, something yeah. that was accessible. And yeah. I was always inspired by shows like the, you know, shows that we hear on Triple R on Sunday morning, like the marine biologists and the doctors and the scientists, experts who provide content in a really informed, accessible man- manner. And we wanted to be... Um, the film criticism equivalent of that. 
Yeah. And if you want to hear more voices like that on air, you should subscribe to the station, 93881027. Emma, you have some uh, recent subscribers in hand. I do. I do. I have quite a few, actually. Danny Mitchell from Brunswick East, he's renewed and given a donation of $15 to Plato's Cave and said, really enjoys listening to the show while cooking on a Monday night. That's making me hungry because we Mm. miss out on dinner on a Monday night, Danny. (laughs) Bring it on down to the station. And uh, Steve. (laughs) Baker, what a wonderful person that is. From East St Kilda, um, new subscription to Plato's Cave. Hmm. Anyway, uh, Richard McKenna (laughs) from St Kilda, another one. Uh, New uh, to uh, subscription to the Breakfasters and says, go team, go. And then there's Michael Murray from, this is one from afar, Broad Beach Waters, Queensland. And he's renewed by the web uh, donation of $200 as well. Very generous. And that's to the program Live. Live wire, and then there's Claire Miller from Brunswick, and that's a new subscription. My housemate. Oh, she's well. Yeah, she has subscribed to Plato's Cave. So she puts says, up with Thanks a lot. for the show. So that's excellent. Lulu the Ragdoll Cat, Brunswick West, a new subscription. Meow meow to Plato's Cave. They're very cute. You pick them up and they flop like a ragdoll. They flop. Oh, yeah. I, I thought I knew my cats. <laughs> They're fluffy. They're, They're very, very fluffy. fluffy. Uh, Darren Murray from Fitzroy North uh, renewed his subscription and given a donation of $15 to Plato's Cave. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. you very much. And then there's Davy Davidson from Abbotsford and that's Great a new name. subscription, yeah, to the station. Thank you, Davy Davidson. Um, meow, meow, I think. Meow, meow. That should go with that one. <laughs> Sarah Rickard from Yarraville has renewed um, to Far and Wide and says, uh, I'll read this out, Thank you, Steve Wide, for an excellent show and to Steve Steve and Michelle for the excellent Japan guides, particularly the curry in Kichijoji. I don't, is that Kichijoji? That was so welcome in the middle of Japan's winter. There you go. So uh, was thank like, you for um, that, Sarah. Thomas trying to pronounce an Eastern European director's yeah, name. Yeah, well, or like, my yeah, surname. Pretty much. <laughs> Having listened to you all in the months when I've not been on air, I declare you're not allowed to make fun of my bad pronunciation That's anymore. That's true. You should I feel never vindicated. Make fun of it, uh, Thomas. I can't no. pronounce anything, <laughs> even my own name. So, and then we have Scout. From I did once Security. pronounce Steve Wide's name incorrectly on oh air. Oh my oh. god! Yeah, the, ve- the very last time I was on air with him, I mispronounced his name. Debbie Witty. <laughs> Sorry, Emma, you're, you're reading a subscriber, which is exactly. far more important than my inane anecdote. And it's a wonderful <laughs> scout who says, meow, meow. We've got all these pets from St Kilda East who's given a donation of $40. She could have been far more generous than that, but anyway. And there are um, there are prizes <laughs> for the best pet subscription as well. There are. There's In a fact, lot of prizes um, on if, offer. If I, I check the charge, you can get pet art. That's amazing. Yeah. A dog or cat hamper, including bedding, food, collar, treats, toys and more. Lisa Nolan will immortalise your pet with um, with an actual portrait. I want that. In oils, pencil or gouache. Is that how you say <laughs> gouache, that? Gouache. 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 Local artists indeed. And then there's the Frog Dodge Studios pack, a Kiss My Mutt package, including photo session, blah, 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 blah. Pet Paws, $600 voucher for all these services, such as pet luxury pet minding, not just pet minding. Intrepid dog walking and pampered cat care. 
I love the fact that this show is attracting cat subscriptions because you think about the personality of the cat. Yes. And they're, 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 I think that's the right kind of audience for us. That's for Play-Dohs or for Triple R? For, for, oh, for Play-Dohs. For Play-Dohs, I mean, for sure. there are plenty of other shows where Labradors would be more suitable subscribers. <laughs> yeah. or, or Standoffish cats. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I think sort of slightly snooty but secretly adorable cats. Yes. Subscribing to Pedi- Play-Dohs pedigree, feels correct. Yeah. Pedigree ragdoll cats. Yes. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So we've yeah. got three more. Or couch potato dogs. There's yeah. this, this guy called Carl Chapman. Oh, yeah. Who's renewed Who's to that? Plato's Cave. And he's from Collingwood. If, if you want to hunt him down. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a guy called George Kovacevic. Yeah. It's Kovacevic. Just grow Just grow It's a really straightforward name. Is that your dad, Lisa? That's my dad. Don't don't out my dad. It's very embarrassing. He said, Lisa, happy to be supporting the show. So he actually mentioned you personally. Thanks, Papa. And then there's Justine Ryan, who is a good friend of ours from Garden City, and she's new on the web and subscribing to Plato's Cave. And she says, go Emma, Faith and Sally, keep rocking it. Justine Ryan from Cinemaniacs. Thank you, Cinemaniacs. Um, And if you're still not convinced as to why, why... as to why to subscribe, rather. Uh, here's a little bit more information about what you could win if you just want to subscribe to win because, look, the odds are in your favour. If you subscribe at the start of Radiothon, i got to tell you, you've got a better chance. The daily prizes, which you'll go in the draw for today, um, as well as the majors and all the other categories, extra special prizes and whatever other character, whatever categories we've I- invented, the out-of-sight prizes, um, you're going to the running for all of them but because uh, people are lazy and they tend to wait to the last minute to subscribe. We get heaps of subscriptions on the last day um, and all those pe- poor people are just Too up late. against it. Too late. There's, you've got a better chance of, of uh, w- winning something amazing um, like a weekend away or DJ prizes. There's amazing things uh, if you subscribe now. So I'd encourage you to do that. And Thomas just brought something to my attention, which I thought was a good point. Uh, if you do listen to this show via podcast, uh, please don't use that as an excuse not to subscribe because um, this forum here at the Triple R radio station is where the show is created and produced for your listening pleasure at any time that you wish to be listening in bed, on the tram, in the morning, while you're making your coffee, uh, on the pod. So, yeah, please do subscribe as well at any time uh, whilst you're listening to this uh, this podcast, potential podcast version of the show. Yeah, or listen back to this very episode on demand. Any on time demand. from now for months. For I, months. I actually don't know how long that's available for, but it seems like it's infinite, years, in fact. Infinite yeah. time. I mean, we found the first episode. But, um, yeah. Yes, a long time on our shiny new website. Uh, Sally, over to you. Um, I just want to talk briefly about the importance of volunteers at Triple R. We on Plato's Cave are all volunteers, and we all dedicate quite a bit of time each week to this show, which we all love. You know, it's a great community. We wouldn't do it if we didn't love it. But it is not not just us that are on air that are volunteers. Um, Volunteers keep Triple R running and behind the scenes there are over 800 volunteers that keep the station going throughout the year. We've got two really integral ones to this show here tonight. The first being Faith Everard. So welcome, Faith. Thank you, Sally. Faith... who you've, I'm sure you've heard us talk about her on the show, but she's also a student of screen studies at um, Melbourne Uni and a film critic. She's written for several publications, including The Big Issue, 4-3, and Senses of Cinema, and she is uh, the podcast editor of Plato's Cave. So we really couldn't run without faith. She is vital to this show. Oh, so stop well, it. You are, you are. So welcome. <laughs> 
And can you just tell us a little bit about how you got involved in Triple R and specifically Plato's Cave? Yeah, well, um, I started my Triple R involvement with Plato's Cave. I, I was determined to volunteer after I finished high school for something I wanted to do that I thought would be a good thing to do, is to volunteer at this wonderful station where I'd been a long-time listener. And I subtly let it be known that I was a huge fan of this show. And lo and behold, I ended up uh, being recruited as the podcast editor, despite having absolutely no audio editing experience whatsoever. Well, you do now. Well, I certainly do now. Um, no, but it, it was actually really lovely because uh, I thought it was you know, particularly nice that um, the... The four that I started the show with, uh, Thomas, Emma, Cerise and uh, Alex, Helen, Nicholas, um, were able to sort of just, you know, go out on, on a limb on this random kid to, to edit the podcast. But I thought... They gave it gave you a chance. Yeah. No, but it was really nice. And, and I, I do appreciate it because it's it's led me to do more work at the station. I've done uh, Phil's on uh, Room with a View, which is um, the daytime uh, Monday program typically for RMIT students to... Uh, which is sort of, you know, anything goes almost on, on that show. And it's it's really great. Like, there's so many slots. I've done a, a graveyard shift and it's... There's so many opportunities at this station and I just think it's really wonderful the way that volunteers are brought in and become a part of the community here. It's actually a really beautiful thing. And I think, like, if you want to support the kind of uh, community enterprise that is triple r you should subscribe to the station it's not expensive and like your money goes somewhere really really important yeah, yeah. for sure thanks faith and also we've got carl who is another vital member of our show carl chapman who has been volunteering at triple r for 13 years that's incredible carl and helping out weekly in the music department filling in occasionally for broadcasters who are away and, of course, panelling every couple of weeks for the incredibly talented bunch that are on Plato's Cave. So, <laughs> welcome to the mic, Carl. And can you just tell us a little bit how you got involved in Triple R? And, you know, you've been here 13 years. That's pretty incredible. I have, Sally. I know. It's uh, an incredible... It's been an incredible experience and it remains that way and who knows, maybe I'll be here another 13 years. I don't know. Um, but I, just, I, was, I did uni radio uh, many years ago and, um, and then when I moved to Melbourne, uh, the opportunity arose to become involved here. And it was just wonderful to get back into uh, the radio environment again. And, and for someone new to the city and not really knowing anyone, it's just a wonderful place to be involved. It really, I mean, the word community is so integral to Triple R, but everyone who I think becomes involved here as a volunteer uh, really feels that. You meet people from so many walks of life. Everyone's wonderful. Uh, and of course, just as importantly, I'm the listener to the station, uh, and which is why I, you know subscribing is so important uh, because I think we all believe in in what we do. And and I'm when I sit opposite you guys uh, every couple of weeks, I'm sitting there as much as a listener as anything else, and I'm always amazed by. Uh, the art of film criticism, I have to say. The fact that you can sit there and talk about a film for 20 minutes, not give any of the plot away, um, and make me feel almost with every film like I want to go and see it. I mean, sometimes you bag them, but even when you do... <laughs> even when you a do... A wrinkle in time, Lisa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't take me back there. I'll stick the boot in further. <laughs> but the whole point with movies is that, you know, it's about opinion, and just because a bunch of people say it's good, bad or indifferent, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't go and see it for yourself and make it your own opinion about it and so I sit here sort of transfixed most of the time just listening in uh, and thinking you know and, and having that listener experience and the fact that I'm in the same room um, makes it no difference to everybody listening uh, on the other side of their radio or earphones or iPod whatever 
So, um, yeah, I just want to, I guess, uh, share that experience and uh, encourage everyone who listens and enjoys Plato's Cave every week to uh, support the station, support the show. Uh, do subscribe, 93881027, and um, be part of it. Help us keep on going. And reminder that you can call the station on 93881027 to subscribe, or you can do that online at rrr.org.au. Uh, so uh, you have been listening to the special edition of Plato's Cave. Uh, and as a reminder... Uh, the station is, uh, I guess, for me, it is sort of a culturally integral part to the city's landscape. Uh, there are very... F- I don't think there really are any other stations that are so closely associated with the music scene, uh, the the live art scene, um, and the, the film scene as well. Um, I think, me, personally, it's sort of gearing up to shows uh, at Meredith and Golden Plains. I'm always sort of avidly listening to Phoebe Squared uh, and sort of hearing sort of the bands get psyched up. Um, do we have um, any other final comments from the Plato's Cave crew? Oh, I, I'm, for sure. I mean, I think uh, film culture-wise, the station is hugely integral to the landscape here. It's, um, it's always in cahoots with any of the, the festivals of note and film societies, whether it's the Melbourne Cinematheque or Cinemaniacs, uh, whether it's festivals ranging from MIF through such as the Czechoslovak Film Festival uh, through to um, all manner of independent cinemas here. There are giveaways galore, whether it's the Nova or the Lido or um, all all manner of organisations here who are in this little film community, a community within communities, I think are heavily reliant upon this station and it's just a lovely ecosystem which does require nourishment and that nourishment in, at this time of year is in the form of cold, hard cash. Uh, <laughs> which, well, it needn't be. We needn't see any cash. It can all be entirely digital. Um, you won't even notice it's gone, folks. Just get online, triple <laughs> R, and just uh, send across a few quid. I mean, basically, that's, that's the, be, the be all and end all of the message at this time of year is we can't do it without support of you lovely listeners. I'm actually surprised by how far our reach is as well. I mean, we're unashamedly local and um, I think that we will always be that way. But it's interesting how I think because of that genuine focus, it actually resonates with um, a lot of people across the world. And we do some of our more um, vocal listeners of uh, Plato's Cave tend to be from overseas. So... um, I think the local people need to step up a bit, talk to us a bit more because we have our um, our overseas people. Dave Kay, I'd like to give a shout-out to in America who does listen to us all the time. Um, that's a long way for a little station in, um, in Brunswick in Melbourne to travel. I don't know how he found us. Maybe I should have asked him before going on this show. But he is one person who is a regular listener and constantly pimping our wares basically for us. I should add um, Anna Stewart in Dundee, Scotland who also regularly listens to the station. Um, Yeah, there are lots of connections. Emma Jane in New Zealand. (laughs) New Zealand. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Emma. Um, I have a few more uh, names to read out and thank for subscribing. Um, Half Cut in Fitzroy, which I assume is a uh, hair studio. (laughs) (laughs) Or a vasectomy clinic. Or something. Yeah, or uh, some sort of lab. associated with the Jewish religion. (laughs) So many. (laughs) 
Uh, that's a renewal to International Pop Underground. Uh, Steve-O in Leon Gatha is renewing to Radiotherapy. Seth Colwell in McLeod to the station and a donation. Thank you so much. Matt Strickland in Mount Martha to Plato's Cave. Um, Jason Baker in Queenscliff, New South Wales uh, to Beat Orgy, renewing via the web. Um, and Christos Chalkis uh, renewing oh, to, oh, to Plato's <laughs> Cave. I love them all, he says. And we love you, Christos. And you can hear Christos tomorrow night on Superfluity, uh, which I think, is that at 7 or 8 o'clock tomorrow night? That's one of my favourite shows mm. on the station. With Clem Bastow. With Clem Bastow. Um, and I'm often subscribing to that show myself. So thank you, Christos. Another example of another amazing uh, broadcaster on the station who also happens to be an incredible writer. Mm. Um, this place is just a hotbed of talent uh, and we, we urge you to support it and keep um, yeah keep it alive and, and thriving. Stu, uh, I think that is just about time for us to wrap up. What are we going to go out on tonight? Uh, so uh, thank you for listening to the special edition of Plato's Cave for Radiothon. This has been a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Want to hear more? Check out our website at rrr.org.au.